Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez. Julio, I said that uh, the NFL schedule release keeps getting wilder and wilder. Think I'm joking? You said it with a, a grin on your face. The NFL continues to get things right. I think they're a model for just about every company when they uh, market themselves. Except for Major League Baseball because well, they're smarter. Well, baseball should watch them. Should. Really should. Let's see what they're doing. So the schedule release airs uh, May 12th at 7 o'clock. It's simulcast now on FS1. So the NFL Network is going to simulcast on FS1. ESPN is going to be doing something as well. So you have NFL Network, ESPN, and FS1. Schedule release party. And you're just sitting over there with the biggest grin on your face about this. Well, I'm surprised there's not going to be any cast for it. They're going to do Joe Buck for the PGA Championship. I don't know if you know this, but the Manning cast, the Omaha Productions. I did not. So uh, NFL game day view, schedule release, streams on NFL.com, NFL app, NFL channel, YouTube, Paramount Plus, Peacock, and Prime Video. Where, so so where your, can I find your, this again? That's your streaming options. If you want to watch on TV, NFL Network, ESPN, or FS1. So they're so they're making it very easy to find. Yeah, if you want if you want to stream it, it's like the Royals, you can't find it, right? But this schedule stuff you can see. You can find it in fifteen yeah. different places. It's like the Royals and Yankees the other night were on Apple TV. I mean, how many people? We have couldn't that? even watch it here in the studio, <laughs> and we're at the radio station. Yeah, couldn't even watch it here at six ten. You could hear it. You could hear it. You couldn't watch it. It'll be streamed on NFL.com, NFL app, NFL channel, YouTube, Paramount Plus, Peacock, and Prime Video. So here's your options, Julio. Basically, anywhere you have you can any go streaming watch. service. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't put it in your brain, like, you know, a hologram in your brain. What's Mentally going on? project it to you. Additional schedule release specials on ESPN2 and ESPN Plus. There's your ESPN2 over the air, and there's your ESPN Plus, your app, your phone, and or app on your TV. Select games announced beginning Monday, May 9th. So we thought, okay, the first one that was released between the Chiefs and the Chargers, that was on draft night. That's on draft night where they released the Chiefs and Chargers will be the first team That'll play on Thursday night. It's not to be confused with there'll be a Thursday night game before that. It'll be the world champs Rams because they always play that the first Thursday on NBC. But the first prime game will be the Chiefs, which is historic. Just like they were on the first Thursday night game, right? The first team to have a game, the Chiefs outside of the Lions and Cowboys. All right. So there you go. So then the fourth yesterday on May the 4th, they released the international schedule. 
the five international games, right? So they made a deal out of that. So, all right, teams can figure out who they're playing internationally. And the dates were released. So you can start piecing these things together if you like NFL teams. Well, the schedule release is going to be May 12th at 7 o'clock. And it's got two sponsors, by the way. It's powered by AWS, and then NFL Network has Verizon. So they found a way to get sponsors. Big sponsors. It's a three-hour show which breaks down the 2022 NFL regular season schedule, division by division, analyzing the top matchups and primetime games. So there you go. That's what's going to be on there. And there's going to be a bunch of guests on, on here. Matt Stafford, Derwin James, Micah Parsons, Cam Hayward, James Winston, Matt LaFleur, Nate Burleson, Mike Tirico, Franco Harris, Larry Zonka. So they're making a big deal out of this. Yeah. And then what they're going to do is they're also going to start releasing the games slowly as we go. So catch me on this, Julio. That's the, that's the 12th of May. On the 4th of May, we had the international games. And during draft night, we had the first prime game, right? So they're... Talk about stretching this out. They're stretching this bad boy out. gosh. May 9th, on Monday, ESPN to announce during Good Morning America. So Good Morning America on ABC, because they own that one too, they're going to release their first game. Tuesday, May 10th, CBS to announce during CBS Morning Show. So here's where the partners come in. They did this last year too. Wednesday, May 11th, Fox to announce during Fox and Friends. That'll be what they do. Thursday, May 12th, NBC to announce during the Today Show. So now you're getting all the morning shows. Then on Thursday, May 12th at 5 o'clock, clubs will announce their first home game opponent. So you follow me there, Julio. I got gotcha. you. May 9th, ESPN. May 10th, CBS. May 11th, Fox. Thursday, NBC. Then the same day the schedule is released in its entirety at 7 o'clock. But at 5 o'clock, the clubs are going to announce their first home opponents. Tickets for each game will go on sale that night. Are we ever just going to get – this is never going back, right? We're never just going to get, hey, here's the schedule. And if you get tickets through it's Ticketmaster, crazy. StubHub, or SeatGeek within 48 hours, you get a 25% discount on NFL Shop. And you're entered to one of win one of three pairs of Super Bowl tickets. So they want you to buy your tickets, and they're giving you justification to buy your tickets that night. And you ask if we're ever going back, and we aren't. No. No. If there's one thing NFL is good at, it's, it's uh, making a production out of things, right? But they are dragging this bad boy out. Again, yeah, this is, uh, yes, this is insane. Again, when the MLB releases their schedule, they give you an email you get in the middle of the afternoon. Which... You know, you might say, well, the MLB schedule is not important. There's 162 games. Yeah, well, no one cares. It, uh, I think there's a lot of people. I have a friend, and he likes to uh, take his family. Uh, Jason likes to take people to uh, different games, like Chicago or Detroit or whatever. I mean, they'll go, they'll look at the schedule, and they'll, they'll piece together the vacation and try to hit different locations they can drive to to watch the Royals. It's something they like to do. So it is important to them, right? I mean, it's important uh, to them to get the schedule and see what's going on. Yeah, but it's not like the NFL, right, where you you get what your choice of what seven or eight maybe uh, cities that you're going to go to, and that that's about it. Unlike MLB, where you have what half of 162, and you can choose give or take as far as road games go. 
you just have a you have a, a lot more options when it comes to baseball, so it's just not as important. What do you think the Chiefs' best road trip is? Every year, the one you must go to. If I gave you the money and said go to it, or say you stop at the casino tonight and win five grand, where are you going? Right now, probably Vegas, just because it's new, it's exciting. Uh, yeah, I would probably say Vegas right now. Okay. Just because of the city. If you're asking me just because of the city, I'd say that. I think so too. I think so too. And actually, I'd put Vegas one, I'd put Nashville two. That's just yeah. a fun town. Yeah, I would too. And I'm not going there this year. So. The road trips for the Chiefs are, one is at Arizona. Mm-hmm. See the cards play. Empower Field at Mile High. Always good. Which those fans will annoy you with their whole incomplete chance. It'll, they'll annoy you in Denver. So I wouldn't recommend that one, but go if you want. At the Houston Texans. Snoozer, Texans suck. Pass. At the Colts. It's a drivable place to go. Mm, yeah, but not that exciting. Drivable place to go. I'd go there. I'd go there. I would, but not in the top of my list. Um, Tennessee Titans, but that game's at Arrowhead. L.A.? Rams are at Arrowhead. Seahawks at Arrowhead. Vegas Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. There's our number one choice. At the Chargers at SoFi. That'd actually be kind of cool. I was going to say, SoFi is probably my number two. That'd be cool. At the 49ers at the Santa Clara uh, in Santa Clara Levi Stadium. That'd be high up there. Top five. At the Cincinnati Bengals, another drivable location. I think that's going to be the biggest game next year. And I know people are looking at the Bills and everything else. To me, it's the Bengals. If you're the going, Bengals is the get-even game because they beat the Chiefs twice last year. Yes. If you're going strictly for football purposes, absolutely. The city itself, meh. See, I like Cincinnati. I thought it was fun. I went there for the 2015 All-Star game. Chili's everywhere because they're Chili City. <laughs> and they've got a nice what little What kind of chili? Not normal chili. They have a little chili with you know, yard house. and There's bars and stuff down there at the stadium. Actually... It's down by the Ohio River. I actually think it's halfway decent. You, you like uh, you like I, spaghetti with your chili? Yes, I do actually. You do? It is. It's not well, bad. Mikowski went there like four times in like a two day uh, span. I don't know that that seems excessive, but okay, Buffalo is in Kansas City, but that would be fun to go to Buffalo to see Bills Mafia. Yes, I lo- I I do love Orchard Park. Yeah, I do too. And we'll talk to Big somebody, uh, Mike Danger from Buffalo, coming up here at seven thirty. Another very attractive one at Tampa Bay. Beautiful city. Great city. Beautiful beaches. As far as this season, since Nashville's on on the on the clock, I would go Vegas, Cincinnati, Tampa. I would go Vegas, L.A., Tampa. Okay, so we're close. Yeah, I have the Bengals because it's a revenge game for a sports reason. Yes, this but is a for revenge the city, game for the Chiefs. Uh, I, it's a get-even game. I'd rather go to a beach than Cincinnati. Out of all these Ohio. teams, who would you rather see the Chiefs beat? I could buy Buccaneers or the Bengals. The Bills, doesn't matter because the Chiefs will get in the postseason and beat them. They lost last year in the regular season. Who cares? It's what you do in the postseason. But I think they owe the Buccaneers something, and I think they owe the Bengals something. Because the Buccaneers were peacocking a lot after winning that title. Yeah. Making but- fun of running back and all that. That They tried the same damn thing last year, and look what happened. Yeah, but the Chiefs have also, also beat them in the regular season, lost to them in the playoffs. I, I would say the Bengals is probably because it was both regular regular season and playoff loss in the same season. At least the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl game. The Bucks didn't even make it. Yeah. They were running back. Remember, they had every yeah. single starter back. They were, quote, running back. They, they didn't call it that because they made fun of the Chiefs for calling it that. Yep, and look what happened. 
So as far as ass-kicking things, I think the Bengals need the biggest ass-kicking I would agree. They need to be brought down a peg. I think that the Bengals need the kicking of the ass. I like that. It's well put. (laughs) Coming up next, they have an NFL question to ask you guys in the text line. I'll ask Julio as well next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We'll go back to Big and Night, Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez. Julio, the text line, a buzz about New Orleans. Great yeah, city. We, we, they don't play there this year, but that's definitely one that would be fun to go to. Have, it, you, have it, you been? I've been to New Orleans a long time ago. It's a great city. Fun. It smells like pee, but it's fun. <laughs> so did we after the parade. <laughs> I may have been guilty of that as well. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Yep. Shrimp po' boys, come on, man. Some of the fish, the crawfish, all that. that like, Cajun food might be one of my favorite styles 100% with you on that. I actually, so went, I actually went to a Cajun restaurant. I'm not going to mention where it is a while back ago. And they didn't have shrimp po' boys. I was like, what the hell are you doing? They didn't have? They, you got to. Or gator bites or shrimp po' boys. You got to have it. Love, I love some gator bites. You know, gator meat is uh, is very underrated. By you know, the there's a place up North River called Mudbugs. I love Mudbugs. Oh, you like it? You've been I there? Love, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, that's the best po' they boy got a food in town. Truck too. And they have crab po' boys. They get shrimp po' boys. They've got even a, one that encompasses barbecue in the po' boy. Yeah. No, that, it's a little Kansas City spin on a uh, New Orleans classic. They're the real deal, man. So you like Mudbugs. I sent Speck there one time, and he absolutely loved it. Yeah. No, it's uh, if you want real Cajun food, go to Mudbugs. I agree. I like jazz. It's, it's all right. I like jazz, too. It's hit or miss sometimes. So New Orleans, top of the list as well. And I, I think so. If you're doing top NFL destination cities, Vegas, New Orleans, Nashville, you can't go wrong in any of those towns. Or Miami, if you want to go to Miami. That's, that's a fun I town, too. I love Miami. It's expensive, though. It is It is very expensive, but it's fun. It's F1 races are down there this weekend. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's where you go. Our uh, J Southland Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. Where would you like to go? Plus, this next question was on NFL on CBS today. And they asked a very simple question. If the NFL announced a new expansion team, what city do you think most deserves it? Mm. So let's say the NFL is going to expand, which it could, and it will eventually because it prints money wherever it goes, and it's successful wherever it goes. So I have no doubt there's a city out there that if they get a team, it would work. But I think you need two cities instead of one. To keep it even. you got to even it up. Yep, agreed. Agreed. I would say one of those is San Antonio. Uh, was that the top of my list? Because I'd give Texas three, and they always do a great job hosting bowl games and everything else. They love football. It would be up to uh, the Cowboys, you know, territorial rights to give them one. But I think the state of Texas needs three NFL teams. They go crazy over their football in that state. I would love to say like Birmingham. Yeah. It's a lot smaller, yeah. but it's uh, there's there's no football in Mississippi or Alabama. You know, college football is king down there. But they're football fans, and right now the U.S. fellows all played in Birmingham. Yeah. Every single game is in Birmingham, and they go out and support their own team, the Birmingham Stallions. But I'd give another team in the South because they really don't have any. 
They've got the Falcons. I guess the Panthers, to some extent, are in the Saints. Well, the Bucks I was gonna say, are technically in the South or Dolphins, but call Jacksonville. But really, when you're looking at Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, you got nothing. So I may give one to uh, Alabama. Uh, I don't know that I would put it anywhere else. I guess maybe. But San Antonio would be one of them. So where's yeah. the other one? Because I would say Vegas, but they got one already. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. Um, West Coast doesn't have a ton either. I mean, yeah, I was going to say Oregon somewhere, then, like Portland, kind of, but I don't know that they would support a team like that. Montana. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but there's no population up there. Uh, it's slim pickings for the rest of the country. But there's no real population in Green Bay, too, but they do fine because you get everybody from Milwaukee driving up yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say Wisconsin, but that's Green Bay, Minnesota. I, I don't know. I don't know that there is another state that you'd want to put an NFL team. Right? I mean, maybe Charleston, South Carolina. You're awful close to Charlotte. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, but you're close Charlotte. to the Panthers then. Yeah. You're kind of in their wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. No. In Alabama, Mississippi, you really don't have that big town outside of, you know, Birmingham. But they love football down there. So I don't know. But I'd definitely maybe go Oklahoma? San, I'd definitely go San Antonio or Austin. Go Oklahoma City? You're very close to Dallas, though. You are? But not too much further than what San Antonio would I be. I think right? I think Oklahoma City would support an NFL team. I, I think it would. I think it would. But it's kind of in the Dallas market, though. It is, but I mean, again, you also have Houston down there. You know, you have the Cowboys, potentially San Antonio. You definitely couldn't put San Antonio and Oklahoma City as the, your two expansion teams. They'd be too close. I'm curious, where would you put one? What about uh, NFL has all of it been over the last, what, 10 years about uh, going international? What about uh, Mexico City or uh, somewhere in Canada? I think when you deal with that. They've been trying, man. Oh, I know that. But I think when you're dealing with that, sometimes you're talking about players not wanting to play because of the dollar, you know, in the, in the transfer of that. But yeah, you know, internet- work. Make International, I think Mexico City would work a lot better than London. Baseball does it, yeah. yeah. I don't think I, I don't think it, it just, it's just too far it's to too travel. Far. Yeah, but but Mexico City, absolutely. MLB does it. They go and play NHL there, but they don't it. have a team. Yeah, I mean, there's it's it's not like it's not been done before when it's Central Time Zone too. I mean, they look. The NFL's been softening us on this uh, on taking that route for for quite some time now, so. Lunges is too far, man. And yeah, I know that they really they've thought about the Jags moving up there or whatever. What about no, Montreal? Yeah, that's on. Yeah. Toronto. Well, that's real close to Buffalo. Vancouver. Though. That's a little close well, to Seattle. That would get you up in the Northwest more. Yeah, but that's pretty close to Seattle, too. Yeah, I think international is the way to go. San Antonio, but other than that, yeah, I think you'd, Mexico City. So I would either do um, I'd probably do Austin. See, in Florida, you got three because you got Jacksonville, you got Tampa, you have Miami, Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, but then but you're, you're real close to DC. Yeah, you're real say. close to DC. You're, I mean, you're you're right next to all those Ohio teams too. I mean, 
I don't know that you could do that. If anything, maybe like uh, like you said, maybe somewhere in the Midwest, upper Midwest, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho area. I mean, you got a lot of surrounding states that that would support because there's no major teams up there. Well, you'd have to get the teams, some of these teams, to actually uh, agree to that. What about New Mexico? Hmm? I'm a big Again, fan of, Albuquerque. I'm a big fan of Albuquerque. I love it. It's a nice I old lived, town. I lived in New Mexico for three years. It was beautiful. You lived everywhere, man. I have been around the block, my man. I have. I lived in San Antonio for seven years. I've got some uh, mileage under my belt. I'd say so. New York as well. Um, let's see. What's a, what's another big market? That, San Diego. I mean, they lost one, but <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you might as well go St. Louis if you're going to go that route, right? I mean, why not? But Austin would be nice. Austin or uh, San Antonio would be one of the choices. One or the other. How about Honolulu? Uh, you know, I think that's a trip that uh, NFL players would be willing to make. That's a flight that they'd be willing to How make. How about Louisville? Nah, you're, you're too close to uh, you know Cincinnati's and Cleveland's. Well, Birmingham and Tuscaloosa is the 45th biggest market. Jacksonville's 43, so it's not far behind it. Yeah, well. <laughs> San Antonio's 31. Salt Lake City. That's an, that's yeah, that's an option. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have the Jazz there, so Salt Lake City would be an option. Huh? I'm just curious where you could put one. Yeah, but I mean, your uh, Vegas isn't. I mean, that's a pretty far drive, but still. Hmm. Eh, we'll think about this. We'll get yeah, to let's, it. Let's think about Send it. Send in your choices for what put cities you'd it. put it in, but it's a tough choice. Coming up next, I'll talk to Mike Danger about the Buffalo Bills as I go around the National Football League. And look at contenders. Tonight we stop in Buffalo next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez. We spent time in New Mexico, Rochester, New York, and you name it, he's been everywhere. Um, I'm a man, I'm a well traveled man. What yeah. can I say? Speaking of uh, New York, how about Rochester, New York, Buffalo Bills, 95-7 the game from the sports bar. My good friend, Mike Danger. Mike, good evening. Bank, great to hear your voice, man. Hope you're doing well. It's great to hear from you too, Mike. And I tell you, we've just been discussing this just for fun. Uh, CBS had a, a question out today. If the NFL announced expansion where do you think uh, what site most deserves it? And our text line, some people say Toronto. That's awful close to Buffalo. I remind people, a lot of these pro teams are driving the Buffalo to fly out. I mean, it seems like it's easier to do, but uh, Buffalo Airport seems pretty busy with these teams lately. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Toronto is interesting. Uh, there's, It's a different, you know, obviously it's a different country, and I know that um, in Toronto that would have to be, any stadium that's built would have to be built by uh, an owner of a team there, an owner of a franchise there, and, and there's a lot of red tape in order to get that done. If if, if you haven't noticed, I mean that you know Rogers Center, uh, formerly Sky Dome, has been there a long time. Uh, same with Scotiabank Arena; they, they've both been there now for I want to say going on 25 over 25 years, and, and there isn't really uh, any talk that I've heard that of of them 
uh, moving on from either one of those venues. So getting new arenas and new stadiums built in that town, is it seems like that's uh, a fool's errand. Well, I would put San Antonio as one of them or Austin, Texas, and i got to try to figure out where to put the other one. That's what we've been discussing because I can okay. see the NFL doing this. And, and you know, Mike, the whole thing is, you know, we're talking about the schedule release thing. I don't know if you guys are having fun with this up in New York, but we are with the, the Chiefs being announced as the first prime Amazon Prime game. It'll be on the first Thursday, except they have that first Thursday, which is the Rams uh, versus whoever haven't decided it. Then May 4th, yesterday, they did the international games. And then May 9th, 10th, and 11th on the morning shows on Fox and NBC and CBS, they're releasing them until May 12th, we get the rest of them released. Isn't it insane how big this has become? Because I remember doing a schedule release show about six years ago, and people around here mocked me for doing it. I mean, this is just the NFL controlling their message, right? They they know PR better than anybody, and and we were laughing uh, earlier this week on our show, Jay. That that you know Tuesday felt kind of quiet. This week in the NFL feels like most of the NFL teams and their executives are, are probably on the golf course now with the draft in their rear view and rookie minicamps straight ahead. But the NFL knows how to dominate a news cycle. And on a day where you don't think you have anything, well, chances are the following day you'll get a little morsel of a schedule release, like the international schedule like we got uh, yesterday. So, yeah, yeah they, they know how to control uh, a news cycle, and they're better at it than anybody else. Well, Mike, uh, you covered the Buffalo Bills. Let's talk about the Super Bowl favorites that are right now the Buffalo Bills, the Bills, the uh, Bucks, and the Kansas City Chiefs. The draft for the Buffalo Bills how are you and how are the people in Buffalo feeling about the draft? By the way, I'm going to be honest with you. I love that punter you got, Matariza. But every, yeah. uh, other punters, well, I know this is stupid to talk about punters, but I'm shocked he wasn't the first punter taken. He's that good. But Kair Elam goes in the first round, and guess who? The Chiefs jump up there and grab a corner that Buffalo probably would have taken. You're absolutely right. And by the way, let's show a little respect, all right? It's not just a punter. I mean, this is the punt god. I know he is, Ray Gard winner, but why wasn't he taken first? There was a run on punters, and I was like, why, why didn't he take Matt? Well, as, as exciting as, as he is, I mean, really, his his job security is going to be dependent on not how well he punts the ball, rather how well he holds for field goals. And and I think that's going to be the key here for Matt Arisa and, and Bill's Mafia have been kind of tracking his whereabouts already and, and seeing that he's already... <laughs> Uh, working hard on his uh, hold game for uh, Tyler Bass. But as far as the draft goes, Bing, for the Buffalo Bills, I think most Bills fans, you know, have, have fallen head over heels for Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, and they've they've earned and, and kind of developed this massive amount of trust with the fan base where it doesn't really matter what they do. You can justify the moves. And, and all of the moves, at least I could say the first five players that the Bills selected, to me, feel like they're guys that can contribute right away year one in, in some way, shape, or form. Kair Elam, you're right, might not have been their first choice, but I think when they saw Kansas City get their guy, they knew that if they didn't move up eight to 23, uh, that they wouldn't have a player left with the first-round grade. He's a great corner. It's mocked the Chiefs a ton during the mock process. I like Elam a ton. Yeah, and so Elam, Elam is somebody that you can imagine starts right away day one. Uh, opposite Trey White. If Trey White is healthy and if Trey White is not healthy as he recovers from that torn ACL, uh, you still have Dane Jackson who did a great job last year for the Bills filling in uh, for Trey White. James Cook is, well, I mean, let's face it, the Bills kind of, uh, when free agency began, they, they, they 
showed their hand. They wanted uh, J.D. McKissick. They didn't get J.D. McKissick. He ended up staying uh, in Washington, but they got a younger, potentially better version of J.D. McKissick and James Cook, somebody who can catch the ball out of the backfield. And you get a sense that uh, Ken Dorsey's offense might be a little bit different than Brian Dayball's and that, that it might feature more two tight end sets and more pass-catching backs out of the backfield. But uh, those first two picks, I think, had a lot of uh, Bills fans excited. And then when you look at round five, where the Bills selected Khalil Shakir, uh, the wide receiver out of Boise State, I mean, this move uh, screams future for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, slot guy right now that can immediately step into the role left vacant by Cole Beasley. You also have Jameson Crowder uh, in that role going into this uh, year as well with Isaiah McKenzie and Jameson Crowder coming back. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie coming back on a one-year deal, Crowder signing a one-year deal. But Shakir has an opportunity in front of him uh, you know, to be, to be everything that the Bills are going to miss in Cole Beasley and more. And furthermore, if Gabe Davis has the kind of year that we think he's going to have in Buffalo, when it comes time to pay Gabe Davis, you could maybe potentially move on from Gabe Davis knowing that you have a Khalil Shakir uh, waiting in the wings to take over that wide receiver two role. Uh, a guy that, that I've had a lot of draft experts compare uh, to the next uh, is the next Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, that's, that's wow. a high price and lofty expectation. But when you watch the tape of Shakir out of Boise State, you could see where those, co- where those comparisons come from. I, I don't know what the thought there was on the Chiefs. I really like the uh, Ravens draft. I love the Jets draft this year. The Chiefs. Uh, I'm not just saying it because we're in Kansas City. They had a knockout draft. They, if pro football focus is big, big board. They got number 10, number 11, and 22 with their first three picks and Karloftis, McDuffie, and Sky Moore, the wide receiver. A lot of people like Sky Moore. So what are people in Buffalo saying? Now that Tyree Kill's gone, it's kind of like, okay, the Chiefs lose one of their biggest weapons, but they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez, Valdez-Scantlin, they add Sky Moore. So, yes, they don't have the talent of Tyree Kill, but it is a deeper wide receiver core they've had in the past. Yeah, I mean, and, and everything you're saying, you know, makes a lot of sense, but I think the thing that will always kind of remain true as long as Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, you guys are going to be in contention for the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, I think it's as simple as that. And for as good as, as the AFC West has gotten this offseason, and I think you'd be the first to recognize every team looks, on paper at least, like they've gotten better. Uh, the Chiefs still have the best quarterback, and they still have the best head coach. Uh, Big, I think you're the one that told me that, and, and it's a hard thing to argue. So I think the West still goes <laughs> through Kansas City, uh, and, and you know you, you look at those first three picks specifically, more Carl Aftis and, and McDuffie uh, for the Chiefs, and, and you have to feel pretty good that you've got uh, you've got some playmakers again that can probably be uh, contributors right away for Kansas City and, and fill some of those holes that may be left vacant. Well, I think the national media, the narrative people want is Mahomes and Josh Allen to be the new rivalry. I think they want them to be Brady, and they want Brady and Manning to be those two quarterbacks. And I know Joe Burrow is going to have something to say about this. Uh, who knows about Deshaun Watson, if he can get in that club as well. But, I mean, the match that's coming up, the golf. I mean, Mahomes and Josh Allen are paired together, yeah. you know, against Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I think that's kind of interesting. I think they should have been paired, you know, with the vets and then the young guys with them, but it's going to be Mahomes and Josh Allen. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people in Buffalo go, hey, man, we got the root for Mahomes one day because he's playing golf with Josh Allen. But that seems to be the match. Even NFL.com today had the Bills and the Chiefs as the best regular season game to watch this year. How is Buffalo handling the expectations? Because 
when you start getting these expectations of becoming Super Bowl favorites, you start carrying a little bit of pressure. How does how does your city feel about the Buffalo Bills, you know, kind of carrying this number one mantra into the season? Well, I think that there's a, a you know, a lot of people that are still coming to grips with the idea that the Bills are a Super Bowl favorite. That the you know, they knew they were good last year. Uh, of course, we all endured the heartbreak of 13 seconds, and we don't have to relive that. And I think that the team has actually done a really good job of not letting that be an excuse going into this year. They've got a short memory, and more importantly, and you know this to be true as well, because you have the same situation in Kansas City. And we have Josh Allen. I mean, that you know, the idea that you have your franchise quarterback—he's really, really good, and he's somebody that you know hasn't been able to get them there yet but he's going to give you the best chance uh, possible to get you there. Um, it, it is what you're saying is all true. I mean, it, it, you know, the match almost feels like a passing of the torch. Hey, it's Brady and Rogers kind of handing things off to the next generation of, of great quarterbacks in the NFL. And how lucky will we be Bink, if it is that if for the next 10 to 15 years, That's we get treat. to see some great, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen matchups. I mean, it's as heartbreaking as that loss for the bills was, I mean, was there a better game last year? No, I'd say that, no, there no. was not. And here's the thing, too: Have people come to grips with the fact that the Chiefs were the ones that wanted this rule? And I know Buffalo wanted one more chance at it because of Josh Allen. But have people come to realize that the same thing happened to the Chiefs a couple years ago with Tom Brady? You know, they go to overtime in the AFC title game against the Patriots. Patriots win the toss. Brady comes down, scores a touchdown. Game over. Chiefs proposed this rule. Does anybody talk about that fact that the Chiefs got screwed on the same thing the Bills did with Tom Brady? Yeah, and I think I think everybody, I think anybody that that loves football just wants to see it right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fair is fair, but just want to see it right. I mean, that, we felt cheated, right? Didn't you feel cheated when when you knew Mahomes couldn't yeah. get that crap? We felt cheated. Even Andy Reid, even Andy Reid admitted he likes giving the other quarterback the chance. I mean, the Chiefs have. You know, they'll take the win, but they've been forefront about it, saying, no, we wish both teams had the chance. They're the ones that proposed the bill, but, you know, they haven't been like, you know, too bad, so sad, we won the game. But they, they actually, you know, agree with the rule. Yeah, and, and I think it adds also another layer of strategy now when you look at overtime in the postseason. You know, who's who's kicking off? Who's deferring? Who's getting the ball first? I mean, if, if both teams are going to get the ball, is, is, there a, is there a benefit to knowing what your offense needs to do after your defense shuts them down. If your defense shuts down an offense, I think it'll add a nice element uh, to the postseason overtime should, should games go to overtime. And it feels like the right, the right way to handle it. Mike, uh, we're talking to Mike Danger, 95.7 The Fan in Rochester, New York. Where are you guys at now? NHL playoffs, you guys paying attention to the Blue Jays? Like what's, what's on your mind right now? Or is it just all Bills offseason? Yeah, you know, it's funny, and, and I'm, we're going to sound like we're a uh, real small town here, but we're really, really invested right now in uh, the Rochester Americans, which is the oh, yeah. minor, league, minor league team sure. for the Buffalo Sabres. No, no Sabres playoff hockey again this year, which is disappointing in Sabres fans, I think, that pay attention and, and have watched the Sabres this I like year. the Sabres. They've seen a shift in what the Sabres, what the Sabres have done, and, and it's almost uh, an addition by subtraction. I know it sounds ridiculous, but when you lose a, a talented player like Jack Eichel and you trade away that, that kind of a player, that your team would actually get better. But they, they've built something special with the youth on that roster and the talent that they're developing, and it starts in our community. It starts in Rochester with uh, the, the Americans who have 
have made it into the uh, play-in round of the Calder Cup uh, playoffs. They, they had an exciting win uh, in our backyard uh, just last night uh, where they beat uh, the Belleville Senators, the farm team of the, the Ottawa Senators, uh, in overtime uh, to uh, take a one nothing series lead in the three game, a best-of-three series. So a lot of uh, Buffalo and Rochester fans, I think, are, are paying attention to that right now because we don't have sure. uh, a real horse in the race in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, and you know, we're, we're doing probably a lot of what you're doing. We're paying a lot of attention to what this offseason means for, for our team, for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Looking forward to, to minicamp. And, and, you know, for us specifically, we'll have uh, Buffalo Bills training camp in our backyard at St. John Fisher College here coming up at the end of July. So we're looking forward to, to having the team uh, back in Rochester as they get ready for their season. Yeah, I was just curious where you guys are at. I mean, this is, this is a football town by hard. I've said it. I always say in 14 and 15 when the Royals are having their run to the World Series, it kind of shifted the baseball really quickly, became right back to the Chiefs. But with the offseason and OTAs and minicamp and the draft and everybody's looking forward to training camp and the, these television packages, I, I don't know if you guys deal with the Toronto Blue Jays or what you deal with teams being blacked out or not, but like a lot of fans in this town can't watch the Royals because of these the certain restrictions and now they're finally putting the games on the app. It's been bad, Mike, because – People can't watch them every day, and they used to be able to, and they're they're upset they can't watch baseball. So it's kind of becoming out of sight and out of mind to just the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I, I feel bad for baseball. I mean, you know, if, if you're a purist and you love the sport, you have to be kind of frustrated with the direction that the league has taken, right? They haven't made it easier for you to consume the product. And it's not like the product uh, is, you know, I think they forget sometimes they're in the business of entertainment. Like the product should be entertaining. And how entertaining is it when you've got an umpire with a vendetta kicking out a star? Oh player? God, that was, that was so weird, man. Bumgarner. When it happens in the game, I just, I shake my head. I'm like, oh, baseball just isn't getting it right. You don't have kids playing it as much. I mean, we've got youth programs here that are canceling their season because they don't have enough participation. I mean, the game is, is struggling. Uh, and it feels like the people that could affect that change kind of turn a blind eye and, and don't really care. And that, that's before you talk about how challenging it is to just consume the product if you're able to find your favorite team. So, um, you know, I, I want, I'm rooting for baseball. I want to see baseball succeed, but it just feels like baseball can't get out of their own way because of the lack of leadership from the top. Yeah, I'm still freaked out what happened to Bumgarner last night. That was still too weird, man. <laughs> Just, yeah. I'll talk about it here in a minute because I'm going to talk about that story. But everybody this town knows Bum Garner, of course, because he beat the Royals in 2014. Like he alone, I've never seen a guy just completely dominate a World Series like he did against the Royals. But it was the weirdest situation that happened uh, last night and a real problem. But Mike, uh, going to enjoy the season. We still have the Bills in the regular season. We'll probably have them in the postseason. So I'm sure we'll be talking. Well, it's tradition to talk twice a year now, so yeah, we, we talk more than that. So, Yeah, we love it, man. I love uh, catching up with you. I hope you're doing well. hope you're feeling well, and uh, and you're enjoying uh, your spring and your summer here, Bink. It's going to be a lot of fun when we get, once we get to the fall. Let's not wish summer away. Enjoy while we have, but, uh, you know, it, it is going to be fun here once we get into September, isn't it? All right, yeah, I agree with you, Mike. Tell Gene hi for me, and I appreciate your time, Mike. You got it, buddy. Be good. Thank you. Mike Danger right there. I'll react to some of the things. I, I like Mike. You know, we've had some contentious Mike. moments with this, with the Rochester crew and the Buffalo Bills, but 
I like I, I checked in on all the AFC West teams. Now it's time to look at some of these contenders. I'm gonna talk to Baltimore and I'll talk to Cincinnati and I'll do all these things, but I'm just curious what they think about the Buffalo, because that's the I'll tell you this much though. When they beat the Chiefs, they couldn't hold on to be in the top team. So I'm kind of curious if they could keep it up. Yeah, well, time will tell. Because they couldn't wear it. Nope. Because they go and lose to the Titans right away. I mean, they could use the crown. And then they have to travel and play at Arrowhead because they couldn't keep up with the wins last year. That game should have been a Buffalo, but it wasn't. The Chiefs gave them the opportunity. The door was open. The Chiefs left the door wide open for other teams to take advantage of it. But you know what? They didn't. And that's the key thing. We'll react to him next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I'd never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And we'll come back to Big and I.J. Binkley, Julio Sanchez. Just talked to uh, Mike Danger covering the Buffalo Bills. I can't wait, dude. I am ready. Are you already ready for football season? I, I, you know what? I wasn't there first because you're still pissed. Like the Bengals game was a sour taste. That took yeah. a month or so to get out of the mouth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. So you had a bad dinner. You're just trying to get that taste out of your mouth, right? It's true. I mean, the city was down, man. They had a hard time. They said they weren't going to watch the Super Bowl, but I think they did. I said that, too, and, and I, I somewhat paid attention. It's true. It was tough to watch it, not going to lie. It was. Because every, all the highlights of the Bengals were beating the Chiefs. It was, it was the highlight. But you know what? They fell on their ass. I was going to say, it was nice watching the Bengals lose, though. I got to say. I know, man. They were just you know, out of nowhere. I'll give them credit, though. I like Joe Burrow. Uh, he's a baller. He's going to be good. Yeah, he can sling and it, And they man. built the offensive line around. I'll tell you this much, too. Don't sleep on their draft. They already have Jesse Bates, one of the best safeties in the league. They add Dax Hill, and they add one of my favorite corners in the draft, Kim Taylor Britt from Nebraska. They stocked up on defense, that's they, for sure. They're loaded at linebacker. Yeah. They're loaded yeah. at linebacker, so it's going to be team. Again, This it's going to be hard to get that one seat. You know, it's going to be hard to be that team, to be the to be the king of the AFC, but who wants it? Like Tennessee had that opportunity to keep it. They couldn't hold it. Buffalo had that chance and couldn't keep it. Kansas City had that chance early on, and I think Kansas City's good at holding on to it. They were good at kind of reclaiming it, even though they didn't have the one seed, but they still got playoffs all through Arrowhead Stadium because of the way things worked out. But Buffalo had no business playing in Kansas City. No, they, they did that to themselves, 100%. Yeah, they did it to themselves, and they have no one else to blame but themselves, and that's the whole thing about it. And, you know, I, I kept hearing, you know, when they talk about you know, unfair because Mahomes and Josh Allen and, you know, how Josh Allen didn't have a chance back. I'm sorry, but the Chiefs weren't losing yeah, that game. Yeah, we've been there, Even done if, that. Had, if yeah. Allen had time, they weren't winning that game. No. Patrick Mahomes was on a different level that he, game. He refused to lose that game. He was Michael Jordan that yeah. game. Yeah, 100%. But, I mean, you look down the stretch. I mean, they had that game where they lost New England 14-10. or 10. Remember the big win game in Buffalo? They lost that home game to them. That was them. an ugly game. Then they hammerjacked the Patriots a couple weeks after that in New England. But they lost to the box. They lost 41-15 to 15 versus the Colts at home. Like, that's yeah. not a good loss. Yeah. They no. lost to the Steelers at home. 
to begin the season. So that Jackson, they lose to Jacksonville at Jacksonville. That one's just unacceptable. I mean, they, they lost games they shouldn't have lost. Yeah. Yep. That's the one thing you see about the Chiefs. Like, they didn't lose the games they're supposed to lose. Well, I, I will say it's going to be tough this year with uh, with how the AFC is stacked up, though. I don't I don't foresee any AFC West team taking that number one seed. I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, Buffalo, I mean, Chargers had a chance to beat the Chiefs, and they couldn't they do it. They did as well, and then they lost to the Raiders in a game they should have won. If they learned, if they learned that there was a good team, Brandon Staley, like they're loaded this year. They're they bring back Mike Witt. I know we say this every year about them, but again, and they this year the bed they, every year but they actually are because uh, no, J.C. Jackson no, comes you, over corner. Khalil Mack is there once. Bank no, no. Nope. If they stay away nope. from injuries, which they did stay away from for the most part last year, and we say that too, and they're always injured every year. But again, I, I don't they, know. <laughs> they have a head coach that puts them in bad situations. They it's lost a couple. They lost a couple something. of games by this theory of going for it. You know what I mean? It's always something, though, right? If it's a, it's always it's not something. One thing, it's, it's, it's always it's something. So, it's always something until they prove it. Uh, All right, I, you're, you're I, from I the Show Me State. I am yep. too. Show me you can win, because I'm not buying it until the Chiefs nope. get knocked out of the AFC West. I'm picking no teams to beat the Chiefs in the AFC West. Yeah, you'd be until not someone could prove they could do it. Yeah, because right now they can't. Well, and and as long as Patrick Mahomes is back there driving. It would be silly to bet against him. Yeah, I mean, teams seem to melt down when they play the Kansas City Chiefs. They all want to, though. Look at the draft. They all want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It was all about doing it. So, right now, the Chiefs have beaten the Raiders. They're 8-2 and two in the last 10, 13-2 in the last 15, 15 in the last 18. 7-3 the last 10 against the Chargers. 13-3 in the last 16. Versus the Broncos, they've won 13 in a row. That does not scream, hey, we're good. That uh, that screams domination. Since 2015, Andy Reid, 36-6 against the division. <laughs> that, that, that tickles me inside. That's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. He averages 11.8 wins a year. And now we're talking 17 games, so you're talking even more. And the over-under, I think, is 10.5 this year. I was going to say, that the under is always well below what they win at oh, the yeah. start of the year, every year. Regardless, we come back. There was an incident in baseball last night, which was really, really, oh, really yeah. weird. We discussed that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 